3: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. We have made it to Friday. It is Super Bowl week, and you are listening to us on Home of Southern Sports, WQEE, 99.1 FM, The Key. We have a jam-packed show today as I'm going to talk about Super Bowl fifty eight. Between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to recap all the action that happened last night in high school and middle school basketball. And I will preview some of the upcoming games that's happening today. I will be in Montgomery for the AISA 3A championship game. Between the Glenwood Lady Gators and the Lee Scott Academy Lady Warriors. For the fifth time this year, as the Glenwood Lady Gators make it to their fourth straight championship, they have won it two out of the last three years, and they're trying to go for three out of the last four. I'm going to talk about the heartbreaking double overtime loss to Bessemer Academy as the Glenwood Gators season comes to an end. And so the stage is set. It's going to be Bessemer Academy taking on Lee Scott Academy in the AISA Championship at the Multiplex in Montgomery. And I returned to the Multiplex in Montgomery where I called the first round of the AHSAA State Playoffs last year, Ataga Academy Girls and Boys, and then the Lochapoca Girls and Boys for Class 1A. And I was very honored that I got to do that for the NFHS Network. So, I'm excited that I get to call the championship game for George Alabama Sports Live. We will get into all the action in high school basketball. But first, we got to talk about an incredible atmosphere at Columbus High last night. The middle school semifinals for the boys, an incredible showcase of middle school talent. We also had a lot of high school coaches in the building, a list of who's who, including. Carver coach Eric Allen, Hardaway coach Kendall Mills, Spencer coach Quantavius Allen, Pacelli head basketball coach Corey Black, Calvary Christian head basketball coach Jonathan Gordon, Columbus head basketball coach Carl Ivey Sr. Columbus did a great job hosting the event. The first game was Aaron Cohn beating Baker. 41 to 36, as Xavier, the X-Man Davies, had 20 points. Aaron Cohn trying to go back-to-back. They reached the city championship for the second year in a row as they defeated the Baker Lions. And then the nightcap: you had the Richards Warriors defeating the Fort Patriots 53 to 32. And one of the The best middle school players that I have seen in a long time, Timothy T.J. Woodson with 33 points. And a big shout-out to the PA announcer, Art Thomason, who recognized all the high school basketball coaches that were in the building and that they were licking their chops. And I, I thought it was a great recruitment tool for these middle school players to play at the next level and a team that was also in action last night how about the russell county warriors they win the region championship over park crossing and russell county will host a first round playoff game this saturday in their own building this is the first time they have won the region championship since 2019 congratulations to head coach ronnie battle Congratulations to the Russell County Warriors for getting the big victory. And they have a special place in my heart because uh, that's where I got my start in broadcasting, as I was the public address announcer for football and for basketball. And I am so excited that the Russell County Warriors were able to get the victory over Park Crossing 54 to 51. And they will take on Miguel Tulin. This Saturday at Russell County in the first round of the AHSAA State Playoffs. And we were there last week when Russell County took on Central. Central beat them in overtime. It was just an incredible atmosphere at the county. And Russell County Warriors team making the playoffs. And also winning the region championship. Congratulations to the Russell County Warriors. Here's some of the high school basketball games in action tonight. We've got... St. Ampicelli, that's going to be taking on Brookstone. This is boys and girls action. Carver is hosting Doherty. Carver is just trying to get into the playoffs. The girls have already won the region. The boys right now are in third place. You got Harris County taking on Northside. For the boys, they're just trying to get positioned to try to get into the playoffs, especially when region tournament play starts. And then for the girls... It's a battle between the two top teams in the region as Harris County did have one loss to McIntosh. But Northside, 5-2 and two in the region, having a good season. Kendrick at Jordan. The Kendrick boys and girls got the wins over Rutland this past week. Now they travel to Jordan High School. Kendrick 6-18 for the boys. Jordan having a tough year on the boys' side, 2-20, and 20, but how about The Jordan Lady Red Jackets, right now they are in 4th place with a tie with Ace Charter and Northeast. They were able to get the win on the road at Northeast. And the Jordan Lady Red Jackets, I'm looking at their record right now. They are 8-16 overall, 6-7 in the region. Kendrick is 4-20 overall, and they did get their first region game over Rutland last week. Coach Annula Long, her first year as the Kendrick Lady Cherokees coach. It's a rebuilding process, but Kendrick is back on the up and coming. I'm just impressed with what Coach Cobb is doing with the Jordan Lady Red Jackets. You got the Columbus Blue Devils and Lady Blue Devils in action against Monroe. As Columbus is 16-8, and eight, Monroe is 18-5, and five. as Columbus looking like they are going to make the playoffs. Now for the Lady Blue Devils, who they are 9-15 overall, 3-6 in the region. Right now, they are tied with Thomasville for that fourth and final playoff spot. So if they beat Thomasville in the region tournament, the Columbus Lady Blue Devils are going to the playoffs. And how about what Coach Adams has done Turning the program around, they won five games last year. She has improved their win total by four games. They are nine and fifteen. They are taking on one of the top teams in the region, Monroe, who has a very talented freshman, a Cree, who's uh, we saw Monroe in action when they were taking on Carver a couple of weeks ago on Georgia Alabama Sports Live, and uh, I've just been impressed with uh, what. Monroe is doing as a program and Carver did win that game the Spencer Green Wave they are on the road taking on Ace Charter and if the Spencer boys right now 20 and 3 overall if they win that game they are hosting the region tournament next week the Spencer girls will also play Ace Charter and after losing to Central Macon during the week they are currently in second place as uh, they're trying to get the number two seed, host a playoff game. And uh, we know about their history in the playoffs, winning a road game last year in double overtime to Fitzgerald. And so good luck to both the Spencer Greenwave and Lady Greenwave on the road as they travel to Macon. Calvary Christian is hosting the region championship tonight. The Calvary girls and Calvary boys in action against Creekside Christian Academy. And then we do have the final regular season game for the Pacelli Vikings tomorrow as they will host Strong Rock Christian. Don't forget, George Alabama Sports Live will be live streaming the middle school championships on the campus of Spencer High School. At 1 o'clock, the girls' championship is going to be double churches taking on the two-time champion Fort Lady Patriots. And then the boys' middle school championship is going to be the rematch of the championship game last year that just ended in crazy fashion. It was one of the most exciting games that I have ever seen as we started this live stream. It was off Thrift Berenger's Facebook page. He did just an incredible job as Aaron Cohn won the championship over Richards. It's Aaron Cohn and Richards once again, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the matchup between the x Man Xavier Davies for Aaron Cohn, TJ Woodson for Richards, it is going to be an absolute pandemonium at the campus of Spencer High School. Looking forward to it. George Alabama Sports Live. Like the Facebook page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We live stream just about every event that we can, and definitely it's going to be an electric atmosphere at Spencer High on Saturday afternoon. We have a lot of events coming up in the Columbus area to include the Columbus River Dragons back in action at the Columbus Civic Center for a two-game series starting on Friday with the Baton Rouge Zydeco and then on Saturday they are taking on the Mississippi Sea Wolves and then they will be back at it next weekend taking on the Zydeco for a two-game series. President's Day Weekend. So if you want to come out and see the River Dragons, just get your tickets at rdragons.com. Right now they are currently in first place in the Federal Prospects Hockey League with 77 points. The next team that's behind them is the Binghamton Black Bears with 74 points. They have a commanding lead over the Carolina Thunderbirds with a 14 point advantage and I think that is going to be very important especially when it comes to home ice because the continental teams are going to play each other and then the empire teams are going to play each other and then they will face off in the commissioner's cup final it's very important that they at least get home ice which has been a problem in the past the last two seasons because the river dragons did not have home ice They won game one, but because of the playoff format, of the 1-2 playoff format, they dropped the two games at their home ice. You saw that with Carolina last year. They won game one, and then they lose two games. And then the year before, they beat Watertown game one of the Commissioner's Cup final, and then they lose the last two up in Watertown. And Columbus just wants to try to get home ice. I mean, I think this team, what Boom Boom Bouchard has, is probably his best team in a long time. And I think that they have to be the favorites to win the Commissioner's Cup final this year. After the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars got big wins over Georgia Southwestern University, they will travel up to Dahlonega to take on the Lady Nighthawks and the Nighthawks of North Georgia College, a Peach Belt Conference opponent. You'll have an opportunity to watch this game on Peach Belt TV, or you can listen to the game on 88.5 WCUG, as I'm looking forward to seeing how the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars do as far as wrapping up The regular season. We got about a month left before we get into Peach Belt Conference play. Their next home games will be Valentine's Day. Next Wednesday at the Lumpkin Center where they will take on their in-state rival, Clayton State University. Tip off 5.30 for the girls game and 7.30 for the boys. Come on out. Bring your loved one. Enjoy a basketball game on Valentine's Day. And I know this is really not the most ideal suggestion, especially with somebody that calls sports for a living and you got Valentine's Day coming up and I want to just do something special for my significant other. Uh, If if they're not a sports fan, uh, I would not waste your time with this. But the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars will be playing on Valentine's Day against Clayton State. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our first break here on the show. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the NFL Hall of Fame, NFL honors, college basketball, the NBA, everything that's in the national scene. And then later on in the show, I'm going to have my Super Bowl 58 preview. I'm going to make my pick. And uh, we are going to close out this show on this Friday afternoon. It is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by George Alabama Sports Live, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Stick around.
0: Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bug, German Roach, and Fleet Control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control, repair, bond, best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hottaway, Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia.
3: Have a blessed week. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I hope that you are having a great Friday. It is Super Bowl week and I tell you what I'm going to have a show on Monday and I'm either going to be excited that my team the San Francisco 49ers will have won their sixth Super Bowl in franchise history or I'm going to end up getting on the show and just talking about how the Kansas City Chiefs are the team of the 2020s, and they would have won their third Super Bowl in the 2020s. And there's just so many legacies on the line when it comes to both teams. And uh, we did have the NFL honors last night. And congratulations to Patrick Willis for making it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, I remember when the 49ers drafted him In the first round from Ole Miss in 2008, he was a great middle linebacker, and he was a staple of that defense when Jim Harbaugh took over in 2011 and led the 49ers to three straight NFC championship appearances and a Super Bowl appearance against the Baltimore Ravens. Such a great linebacking core. Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, they were wreaking havoc, and that's why the 49ers were such a great defensive team. Now, his NFL career was very short-lived because of injuries, but the years that he played, he was the best middle linebacker in football. And you have to factor that in when you're voting on the Pro Football Hall of Fame because look at Terrell Davis. He had a short NFL career, but when he was playing, he was absolutely dominant. Some of the other players that got inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame Include the first kick returner in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Devin Hester. And a lot of teams decided not to kick to Devin Hester, but they did it anyway. And Devin Hester would make them pay. And he even had a little stint with the Atlanta Falcons and had some big punt returns for the Falcons. The Falcons have always had problems on special teams. And another former Atlanta Falcon that played in the Super Bowl For the Atlanta Falcons. And got a big sack on Tom Brady was Dwight Freeney. But he was the staple of that Colts defense. A great edge rusher. Other members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Defensive end Julius Peppers, who played for the Carolina Panthers, was a great edge rusher. Andre Johnson, the wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Linebacker Randy Gratishar, who played his last game in 1983. Defensive tackle Steve McMichael who was part of the 85 Chicago Bears. And we also had NFL Honors last night as Lamar Jackson wins his second MVP award at age 26. He becomes the youngest player in NFL history to have two MVPs. Offensive Player of the Year was Christian McCaffrey. NFL Coach of the Year was Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns. The Offensive Rookie of the Year was the Houston Texans C.J. Stroud. They also got Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson. Remember, the Houston Texans had the second and third overall pick. It really paid off for them this year. And the Defensive Player of the Year was Miles Garrett from the Cleveland Browns. NFL Comeback Player of the Year was Joe Flacco. So the Browns had pretty good night during the NFL honors. And now we get ready for Sunday. The big game, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. The San Francisco 49ers are a slight one-and-a-half point favorite over the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a rematch of Super Bowl 54. And even though the 49ers have looked awful to start their playoff games against Green Bay and Detroit, the defense is going to have to find a way To slow down Patrick Mahomes. Now, the Chiefs will be without Joe Tooney. He is not going to be on that offensive line. If there is a weakness that the Chiefs have, it is offensive line. Can the 49ers defense stop the run? Can they bottle up Isaiah Pacheco in the backfield? And can those linebackers, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, find a way to stop Travis Kelsey? Because I I'm not intimidated by the Chiefs receivers. The only concern I have is that Patrick Mahomes is going to be a magician when needed. The 49ers need to get the ball first. They need to score first. You cannot let the Kansas City Chiefs get the ball and march down the field the way that the Packers and the Lions did against that 49ers defense. I mean, there was missed tackles, there were penalties, you cannot let Patrick Mahomes beat you. You have got to play your game, run the football with Christian McCaffrey, jet sweep with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk open in the flat. I do think that Brock Purdy's going to have a good game. Whether or not he passes for 300 yards, I think that he has pretty good stats. I mean, he actually had better stats than Patrick Mahomes this past year. I think that the bright lights of the Super Bowl is not going to intimidate him. I do think the 49ers win this game, though. I have a gut feeling that it is time. It's the 49ers' time. The 49ers have been the number 1 team in the power rankings for most of the season. You take what happened against the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas, and you think that that is the narrative. The 49ers just got very unlucky with some tip passes, five turnovers. You're not going to win any game when you turn the ball over five times. The 49ers didn't really need that game for home field advantage. It was just an anomaly. The 49ers have been the best team all year. Look at what they did to Dallas on Sunday night football, 42-10. to Look at what they did to the Eagles. The San Francisco 49ers should win this game. If there's any time to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, it's this Kansas City Chiefs team that struggled in the regular season and they just got hot in the playoffs. But, they play Super Bowls very close. You saw what they did against the Eagles last year. It was a very close game. And I think that the 49ers, they know what happened four years ago. They were up 20-10 to 10 with the ball. And they're going to rewrite the narrative. I think that Kyle Shanahan wins his first Super Bowl to get the monkey off his back and to be solidified as... One of the greatest head coaches, uh, right behind Bill Walsh, of course, in 49ers history. And I even compare him with Jim Harbaugh, George Seifert. You know, a lot of great 49ers coaches. And you got to remember that I'm a lifelong San Francisco 49ers fan. As a kid, that's all they did was win. And I remember the losses more than the wins. The losses in the NFC Championship to the Dallas Cowboys, they hurt That one against the Giants in 1990 with the Roger Craig fumble. The blowout loss in the 97 NFC Championship to the Green Bay Packers. Now, in the last 13 years, I had to witness some heartbreak in Super Bowls. The lights-out game in New Orleans against the Baltimore Ravens, and I still believe that that was pass interference in the end zone on Michael Crabtree. And really, you had the ball first and goal at the five-yard line. They handed it off to LaMichael James. Bad move right there. Frank Gore had them set up. You give the ball to Frank Gore. Still, to this day, 11 years later, that haunts me. 20-10, to 10, four years ago, I remember exactly where I was. I thought that the 49ers were just going to eat up the clock with Raheem Mostert. I thought that the Chiefs' defense stepped up in a big way. Chris Jones had a couple of tip passes. The difference between this Super Bowl from four years ago and this Super Bowl today The Chiefs' defense is a lot better. The Chiefs' offense is not as dynamic. I think the 49ers' offense is a lot better, and that 49ers' defense, I am scratching my head. I don't know how the 49ers' defense, with all that talent, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Chavarius Ward, all that defensive talent, and they could not stop Green Bay or Detroit, and I'm expecting the Chiefs to do the same to this 49ers defense. And now it goes back to the injury to Talona Hufunga, the all-pro safety, who was a hard-hitting, free safety that can play linebacker, and he was just an absolute impact. Losing him for the season hurts. The key in this Super Bowl is can the scheme of Kyle Shanahan outmatch The defensive schemes of Steve Spagnola. That is the matchup I want to see because this Chiefs defense is a lot better than the defense that played in the Super Bowl four years ago. This defense shut down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. To an extent, they shut down Josh Allen and the Bills. They are playmakers. Chris Jones is going to be the best defensive player on the field. There's no question... About that. The 49ers need to know exactly where Chris Jones is lining up at all times. I would I would actually double him. I really would. The Chiefs don't have Charles Amenahu. I think that is going to be very tough for the Chiefs to overcome. Also, is this going to be a Super Bowl where Chase Young finally shows up? He has been an absolute disappointment for the 49ers. I mean, I'm just completely disgusted with the play of chase young i thought that he was going to be the complimentary piece on the other side to nick bosa and he hasn't been he hasn't shown up he's taken plays off and i really want to see something from javon kenlaw this guy they picked in the 2020 draft in the first round because they traded away deforest buckner to the colts they wanted to go cheaper on the defensive line. I mean, this is what their staple was before Kyle Shanahan got there. They drafted a bunch of first-round defensive linemen. It didn't work out with Solomon Thomas. But when they got Eric Armstead and DeForest Buckner and Nick Bosa, and then you put D Ford in on the other side. and I know he was injury prone, but you know, they traded a lot of picks to the Chiefs to get D Ford. The San Francisco 49ers in the last 10 seasons, have prided themselves on their defensive line. They have got to get pressure on that offensive line. It might not be enough to slow Patrick Mahomes down because Patrick Mahomes is better when he is pressured and when he's on the run and when he's throwing some crazy, acrobatic, one-handed, sidearm-with-the-left-hand throw. That's just what Patrick Mahomes does. in the 49ers, they're going to have to force a turnover in this game. Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions in that Super Bowl four years ago. And yet that was still not enough. I thought that Kyle Shanahan got a little too conservative. Well, now they have a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that Brock Purdy can make plays. And just the story of Brock Purdy playing in a Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl for the 49ers, he will go down as the third greatest quarterback in 49ers history behind Joe Montana and Steve Young. But this Super Bowl is going to come down to the team that can make the most plays at the end. And I know that's a very bland, generic statement from Booger McFarlane. But I still can't believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are underdogs in this game. A lot of people are picking the Chiefs, including the experts, because you can never count out Patrick Mahomes, who's been an underdog the last two playoff games, which were both on the road. But this 49ers team is built different. I think that they are ready for the big moment, and you know they had some what-ifs last year. If Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt in the NFC Championship, they had a double-digit lead against the Rams the year before. But we are going to have a good Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think that it's going to be a very close game. And all the experts are picking that it's going to be a close game because they do recognize how talented the San Francisco 49ers are. I just worry about that defense. They're just not the same without Telona Hofunga. The game will be on CBS. six thirty kickoff, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and... I just can't believe how many prop bets they have on the Super Bowl. There's actually an over and under on how many times they show Taylor Swift in the crowd. I mean, that is just ridiculous. In any place that would have a Super Bowl like Las Vegas, there's so many distractions in Vegas. I'm just very curious to see just how the landscape of the Super Bowl shapes out. I'm looking forward to the commercials, looking forward to Reba McIntyre singing the National Anthem, Usher performing the halftime show. The commercials are going to be funny. They're going to be groundbreaking. I've already taken a sneak peek on some of the commercials on YouTube. Uh, It's going to be fun. I, I am looking forward to this Super Bowl. All right, we're going to go ahead and take another commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to wrap up the show, talking about the NBA, college basketball, and everything that's going on this weekend besides the Super Bowl. We do have other sporting events that are going on. You don't want to go anywhere. It is the sports beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by George Alabama Sports Live, and we will be right back.
0: Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Suite A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 1030 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine-in, take-out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around so great wishbone fried chicken 31 jackson street sweet a here in noonan hey sports fans it's rod peterson here host of the rod peterson show inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays,
3: 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Beat, Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. I hope that you are having a great Friday afternoon on this Super Bowl week. We had had just a jam-packed week of guests. I did not have a show yesterday because I aired the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live show here on the radio station. And so Thrift Behringer and I do a show once, sometimes twice a week called the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live Show. You can listen to that show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you your podcasts, or on the YouTube channel and the Facebook page. But because I had the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live Show yesterday with DJ Jones in honor of Super Bowl week, we couldn't think of a better guest to bring on than somebody that actually played in the Super Bowl. And so this is episode 789. So in a couple of weeks, it's coming. I'm going to have my 800th episode. Also, I was a guest on the Philip Jordan Show as he had his Super Bowl 58 preview show. And I was glad to be a part of that. And so I've been having a pretty busy week. And so that's why I haven't done a show five days a week this week. But I wanted to do a wrap-up show on Monday, and then at least a Friday show just to preview all the games that's happening this week. All right, so we do have a lot of action in the NBA. Let's start with the Atlanta Hawks, who are facing the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. The Sixers are going to be without Joel Embiid for probably most of the regular season, but they did make a move at the NBA trade deadline. They got three-point Arsenal Buddy Hield from a trade sitting... Buddy Hield from the Indiana Pacers to the Philadelphia 76ers. They still have a great team. Tyrese Maxey. I think that it's going to hurt them losing their defensive specialist, Fork Mox. Uh, but I do think that uh, Matisse Thibel, another great defensive stopper. Uh, the Sixers just have a good team. And I think that what Coach Nick Nurse has done I think that they're going to have to weather the storm. I think the 76ers are in trouble of falling into the play-in game. They have lost three straight. I think that the Atlanta Hawks are in trouble of being in the at least the 10th seed because the Chicago Bulls have a two-and-a-half game lead for the ninth seed. and The Atlanta Hawks, a little reeling after Wednesday night, losing to the Boston Celtics 125-117. to they just can't figure out the Celtics. They have the best team in the NBA. Christoph Porzinga scored 31 points. And the Atlanta Hawks right now are 22 and 29. If you look at the upcoming schedule, they got some winnable games. They play the Rockets. They'll play the Bulls. They go on the road to take on the Hornets, who just, by the way, traded away Gordon Hayward. He's now on OKC, hosting the Toronto Raptors, hosting the Magic, the Jazz. At the Nets, these are winnable games for the Atlanta Hawks. If they want to make a playoff push, they've got to win these games. So here's what happened last night in the association. You had the rematch of the Western Conference Finals. This was the primetime game on TNT. The Denver Nuggets end up beating the Lakers at the Crypto Arena, 114-106. You also had the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, a big first half, scored 29 of his 42 points as the Warriors beat the Pacers 131 to 109. And the Golden State Warriors right now are tied with the Utah Jazz for the 10th and final playoff spot. The Warriors have won three straight. The big question is what to do with Klay Thompson? They didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, trading away Andrew Wiggins. I thought that that was going to happen. But it's going to be fun just to see the first half coming to a close as we get ready for NBA All-Star Weekend next weekend and then the regular season. You're going to see some teams that are going to start to turn up the juices, more than likely the Lakers. They're going to try to uh, figure some things out. I'm kind of surprised they did not make any moves at the trade deadline. That was really their forte last year, making all those moves right before the trade deadline, shipping off Patrick Beverly, shipping off Russell Westbrook, ended up getting Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell, and those moves made it work, and they got to the Western Conference Finals as a seven seed. This year, I just don't know. I just don't know if this Lakers team can do what they did last year. There's so many talented teams in the West right now. Minnesota, Denver, OKC, and the Clippers all are separated by a game for that top spot in the Western Conference. And it is going to go down to the finish. I cannot wait. I love the NBA. Not only do you have the Hawks taking on the 76ers tonight in Philadelphia, the Celtics, who have the best record in the entire NBA is taking on the Washington Wizards, one of the worst teams in the NBA at the Garden tonight. Rockets taking on the Raptors. You got the Hornets taking on the Bucks. The Bucks just acquired Patrick Beverly. Uh, the Nuggets uh, taking on the Kings in Sacramento. And you got Zion versus LeBron on NBA TV tonight. The Pelicans taking on the Lakers. The NBA showcase game tomorrow is going to be the Warriors taking on the Phoenix Suns as Kevin Durant. Is he going to get a tribute like the Brooklyn Nets gave him when he makes his return to, really, he never played in San Francisco, but makes his return to Golden State? I know that playing at the Chase Center, that's something he never did. He played at Oracle Arena. But I'm wondering if the Warriors are going to give him a welcome home. The Atlanta Hawks hosting the Houston Rockets. I mean, we got some pretty good matchups and Super Bowl Sunday, only two matchups. The Celtics and the Heat. That is the 2 o'clock ABC game. And then the Kings taking on the Thunder. College basketball this weekend. We do have the Georgia Bulldogs that are taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks. And the Razorbacks, one of those teams that has been a very disappointing team under Eric Musselman, 2-3 and three in the SEC. The Georgia Bulldogs are 14 and 9. But at one point they were 12 and 3. They have struggled as of late. They lost to Mississippi State Wednesday night 75 to 62. And if you look at what Georgia has done, they have lost four straight. And so this is a must-win game for the Georgia Bulldogs as their schedule lightens up just a little bit. You know, they play Florida and Vanderbilt before they host Auburn on the 24th of February. But really the Georgia Bulldogs going to have to figure this thing out otherwise they are going to miss out possibly even on the nit hey we got a marquee non-sec matchup between two incredible teams the gonzaga bulldogs taking on the kentucky wildcats at Rupp arena love this matchup i love how they just throw in a non-sec game during conference play that's going to be on cbs four o'clock uh, Tennessee taking on Texas A&M on the road. You got Alabama going to Baton Rouge to take on LSU, Auburn. They have to go down to Florida to take on a tough Florida team that is considered a bubble team. And uh, that's going to be a tough test on the road for the Auburn Tigers. South Carolina, who's ranked 20 and 3, they are hosting Vanderbilt. I believe South Carolina is a tournament team as well. ACC action, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, 10-13. and 13. They are traveling to take on the Louisville Cardinal. They dropped a game they should have won on Tuesday night to Wake Forest, 80-51. to 51. Are you kidding me? This Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets team, I know that they have a new new head coach, Damian Stoudemire. I think that they just need to get some players in here because uh, this, this is an absolute embarrassment. You beat Duke in North Carolina, and you can't beat Wake Forest at home. In fact, you lose by 29 points. That, that cannot happen if you are a team that is supposed to be, when it comes to name brand, one of the top teams in college basketball, but we cannot dwell on the past. We can't look back in the rear view mirror and think about the glory days of Bobby Crimmins and Paul Hewitt when they went to the championship game in 2004. We can't think about that. Even though I think about it all the time, I talk about it on the show all the time because I expect more out of Georgia Tech. I want them to do better. Virginia is taken on Florida State. Virginia Right now, I think, is a tournament team. North Carolina on the road, taking on Miami. Now, if Miami wants to get back to the Final Four, I mean, this is a team that's unranked. Jim Laranega has got a team that did lose a lot of pieces from that Final Four team last year. Taking on North Carolina, that's going to be a big game for Miami. Duke is hosting Boston College. Clemson hosting Syracuse. Here's some of the top 25 action This weekend. You know, if you are a sports fan, and I know that everybody wants to watch the Super Bowl, but you know, you got Saturday where you could sit there and you can watch Baylor taking on Kansas. That is a huge top 25 matchup. I know that Kansas had a big game against Houston the week before, but that is really the only. Matchup where you got two top 25 teams. Indiana's taking on Purdue. Uh, UConn is going to be on the road in D.C., taking on Georgetown. Wisconsin on the road, taking on Rutgers. I mean, I expect some upsets. One team I am calling upset alert. I believe the Colorado Buffaloes are going to upset Arizona on their home floor, and they have one of the best NBA prospects. According to the Mock 2024 NBA draft, Cody Williams. I want to see Colorado just get into the NCAA tournament just so we could see Cody Williams. Not a lot of top players in college that are projected to be lottery picks at the top. A lot of them are international players and G League Ignite players. but That's always great to see when you get into NCAA tournament time and you see the top players that are projected to be the best when it comes to the NBA playing at the next level i do have one final segment before i close out this show they did reveal the 2024 schedule for the columbus lions the columbus lions who are the oldest running franchise in the city of columbus since 2006 and they will open the season On the road, taking on the Amarillo Venom on March the 17th. Their first home game is going to be April the 12th at the Columbus Civic Center. It is First Responders Night as they host the Amarillo Venom. They are in a new league this year, the American Indoor Football League. This league was last in existence in 2016, and that is when the Columbus Lions left to join the NAL in 2017. And that's where I want to start. My thoughts with because we all thought after the NAL decided to cancel the Lions membership, because I was part of that broadcast in 2022 with Jared Dillard. We were calling Columbus Lions games. You know, there was a lot of momentum going from the Rapids to the Lions. Coach Jason Gibson gave me that opportunity to continue my broadcasting career after calling a season with the Rapids. I transitioned into the Lions, and I was side-by-side side with the voice of the Columbus Lions, Jared Dillard. We even started a podcast called Lions Den. We had Mason Espinosa on. We've had Darian Townsend. We've had Damian Daniels and, of course, Coach Gibson. And there was just so much momentum, and that the Columbus Lions, trying to win an NAL championship, which they have never done since they got into the league in 2017, they've lost some championship games in 17. Eighteen, They lost to the Albany Empire in 2021, and so there's just so much momentum. They lose to the Carolina Cobras in the semifinals, and then probably one of the most shocking things happened that I never realized that one decision could completely change the misfortune of Not just the Columbus Lions, but the Columbus Rapids. It was when Coach Jason Gibson announced that he was stepping down as the head coach of the Columbus Lions. Seriously, he was just a staple in this community, just building up the brand of the Columbus Lions. First thing that came to mind is what's going to happen to the Columbus Lions? Because when you thought of the Columbus Lions, you thought of Coach Gibson and all the hard work, not only as the coach, but as the general manager. And then a week or two passed, and you know, I thought maybe he was going to maybe stay in the area and, and still you know, work in the front office and still help out. And you know, he was still a part owner of the Columbus Rapids. And, and I had a very special relationship with Coach Gibson. We had a weekly coaches show. And, uh, you know, he really gave me my start in broadcasting, I and mean, that's how much Coach Gibson means to me. And it was that special relationship that we had four years ago when he was a host on 95.7 once a week. Uh, the Columbus Lions had a coach's show, and, and we were in the studio together and hit it off as far as uh, chemistry on the air. And, and And I know he saw something in me, and then a week later, He accepted the head coaching position to be the new head coach of the Jacksonville Sharks. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of cool because, you know, the Lions can play Jacksonville. That rivalry has got a little bit more interesting. And uh, I'm looking forward to the NAL season in uh, 2023. All right, well, then we received the news that the NAL is – dropping the Columbus Lions as a member for the 2023 season you talk about a gut punch and look you're talking about a brand name Columbus Lions I know it's the smallest market in the NAL but so is the Green Bay Packers and the NFL this fan base has been so loyal and the Columbus Lions are they stand for winning and I know that they were able to bounce back get coach Chris McKinney the former defensive backs coach from the Albany Empire. And we thought that it was just going to take off and they were going to be in the NAL. But when they left as members of the NAL, they were struggling to try to find a league. In comes the Alliance Indoor Football League, and they win a championship in 2023 as they defeated the Mississippi Raiders. I mean, a lot of teams in this league were travel teams. The Lions clearly had NAL players because there was a lot of members from the 2022 team that were still sticking around. And a lot of people just didn't take this league seriously, and they didn't really take the Lions seriously because they were in this league. But what a great job by the new owner, Richard Mycelia, the part owner, Casey Smith, the general manager, Lee Snow. For them, building this brand up, I'm excited about the 2024 season in the AIF. And uh, we've really overcome a lot. And Thrip Barringer is going to be the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Lions football team. And and I'm just excited uh, just to be a part of that broadcast. And I'm just excited about the home opener, which is going to be April the 12th. And I can't wait. There's going to be five home games this year. We do have a game on April the 18th. It is Special Olympics night. It is the wide-out game. And then we have a game on May the 25th. And then June the 8th, it's Military Appreciation Night, taking on the Flint River Gators. That's a in-state rival as they're bringing back an indoor football team to Albany, Georgia, which they already have an indoor soccer team called the Albany Aces. And just with everything that's happened, with the Columbus Rapids going away and with Foundry FC just deciding to fold their season because they can't turn on the lights in the Columbus Civic Center and they can't even get a travel team going. I don't know how the NISL is functioning in year three because it was an absolute circus in year two. But hey, the Fayetteville Fury is doing something right. But I just can't believe that Foundry can't get on the field. Anyway, boy, we really flown by the show. I just love doing these shows. And sometimes it's just a lot easier when I don't have a guest and I could just talk an entire hour about sports, but I want to thank everybody who has listened to the show and downloaded the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned. Monday, I will have my Super Bowl 58 reaction show. I'm hoping it turns out great for me and that the 49ers could be hoisting that Lombardi trophy for the sixth time in franchise history. Or is it going to be the Kansas City Chiefs? hoisting their third Super Bowl in the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era. I know there's talks that Andy Reid might retire if he wins the Super Bowl. I'm not buying it at all. Uh, I do think that it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I hope you enjoy it. I know I will, but I'll get back on here on Monday, and I will talk about everything that happened over the weekend, including Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Enjoy the game, and have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody.
0: Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one.
3: Mm, good idea.
0: Sliced right in front of you. The Jersey Mike's thing. A sub
1: above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, trolley sour gummy worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like trolley sour bursting crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music.
2: Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of new spring worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place.
0: You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, home of Southern Sports and Talk, Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana, has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit karenkingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. (laughs)
2: Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 <laughs> Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770 755 8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysonoy.org. S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysonoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE.
3: You've been listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. You can catch an episode daily on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. This is a podcast that covers local sports to the Chattahoochee Valley. If you would like to catch a replay of the show, you can download an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you have a great rest of your day.